0: Hello and welcome, everyone, to today's news tonight—the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our awesome YouTube audience to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and today I'm joined by my good friend and GVG co-founder Ash Paulson and our very special guest, Twitch streamer and VTuber Feathered Flint. Hello. Yep. Welcome. Hi.
1: I'm uh happy
0: to be here. <laughs> <laughs> happy to, well, have, happy have, you to here. have you here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.
1: Mondays thank suck, you. but you're here with us today, which means this is a good Monday. You know, you're making it all better for us. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I do have to apologize for the lateness. I had I got a hookup from Steve where we got all of our uh, all of his assets. So I'm about eighty seventy five to eighty percent there to being set up as Steve is. Unfortunately, because we had to change how our screens are ch- captured, I. Uh, neglected. I had to do a lot of reconfiguring uh, in that case once we were all on chat. And unfortunately I forgot to do um, the three person show when we don't have a Chiron. (laughs) Uh, So whoops. Spoilers for what the first uh, bit of news story is going to be. But um, (laughs) yeah.
1: Hey, we'll get there. We're getting there. I will
0: say we, you know, I have promote a pet. I have the proper credits. I have all this other stuff. It's just, I screwed up the intro.
1: (laughs) That's okay. You know what? We're going to get there. And and hey, this is a huge step anyway. Uh, Derek, you're now set up to run the full version of the show. Yes. Uh, Knock on wood, I should be uh, able to get my hands on a streaming PC pretty soon. Uh, looking like sooner rather than later, and once I'm on one, I can also run the full version of the show. Yes, we nice. see everyone out there who is talking about some of our tech issues. We see you, we hear you. It bothers us just as much as it bothers you, but we are working on it, and this right here is what progress looks like. We're getting yes. there. So, what, thank you for your patience.
0: The big, the big thing for me was my, with my computer having so many issues uh, lately. I just didn't feel confident enough that it could run it. Now that most of those issues are fixed, it's not crashing. <laughs> like all the time, uh, it's definitely able to uh, like, okay, I can do this now. We can do this. So yeah, yeah, we're good. And hopefully, you know, I sound good. They sound, everybody sounds good. Um, I hope I sound good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I may even you be sound more on my end, but yeah, awesome. to us, you sound good. I don't know about, I don't know that they're, you're sending it through me, but I'm going to have to assume so because nobody's complained yet. And that's a good sound. That's a good. Hey,
1: Bry Fluff says we all sound great. Perfect. And also Bry Fluff, welcome. I don't recognize yeah. your name. Welcome, welcome to our audience. Nice to see your uh, new names in chat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, is uh, Bri Fluff one of your, one of your friends? Uh,
2: one of, uh, yeah. A lovely community member. Oh, that's, that's, awesome. A, that's awesome. That's awesome. Very sweet, well, That's also, I well love I love the uh, comment of is that Birdly from Deltarune? <laughs> I, I, I have an icon. Nice. It is. It is model. It looks like Birdly, and it does move when I talk.
0: <laughs> oh I wow! It. It's
2: not visible right now because currently, I mean, I can show it by turning off my webcam.
0: Uh, it's sure. <laughs>
2: I mean, if it works, if it still works. Oh, boy. Then we then just it, got
0: cut off. It oh, uh, does not no, work. no, I'm sorry. The way I have it set up, it does, it does not work. Sorry. Okay, we're fine. No <laughs> oh, baby. No worries. You bisected us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all But yeah, thank you. You know, Thank you, everyone, for being so patient as we work on, work on this stuff. But we do hear you. And progress is being made on the tech front. We know that's our big weak point right now. And we're working on it. We've had a lot of meetings about it. So thank you.
0: Yes, for your Absolutely. Meetings. Uh but another big thank you is owed because our sponsor for for today as always every Monday, The Game Orb, who is a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. While they are still running Let's Plays of Splatoon 2 and Super Mario 64 from the 3D All-Stars collection, they are also adding new games like Sonic Colors Ultimate and Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Also, there are now shorter videos in a playlist called The Game Orb Minis for clips that are highlighted. So be sure to subscribe to The Game Orb at the link in the description. And I know, Ash, he's probably putting it in the uh, chat as well. Well, done. Uh, along <laughs> with their good friend the Galactic Reaper, which is the kind thing to do is help promote their French channel as well, uh, yes. and yeah Game Orb's up to 362 subs still working our way to 400, but I think we can do it I think we can do it
1: I think so, If yeah, anybody here who's watching, if you're not subscribed to the Game Orb, please do, they have been a friend of the channel and a, and a huge supporter of GVG and this show, TNT, from the very beginning, so please show them some love, check out their content, subscribe They've been really great to us. So thank you, Game Orb, for all of your support.
0: Absolutely. It is uh, always, always appreciated. And yeah, um, I guess we should move on to the actual stories themselves and uh, talk about one that I guess is an update to a story that I did not realize that we had talked about because, oh, hey, my computer blew up. That's on point. (laughs) Yeah, you weren't there for that (laughs) It was the day that my computer was just like, nope, I'm done. (laughs) Uh And uh, you you got the chance to talk about this before. But this seems to be an updated, more full version of that story where Sakurai is doing some reflecting, as we can Mm -hmm. see, on the Smash DLC. So let's go ahead and bring that up. And, yeah, he is uh, in a pretty massive Famitsu interview. He talked about every single character, uh, his thoughts on him, what they brought, and uh, just offered his thoughts on him. Like, apparently there's even like a... Did you talk about this before? The cut um, move that they decided not to go we with? Did, I,
1: I believe we the did touch on that. So, yeah, they, well, they were, gonna, they were thinking of adding air smash attacks during the development phase for Ultimate, which, and, and they apparently ultimately uh, not that was pun not intended decided not to do that because they, they would have been a little bit too complex. It was just, it wasn't quite within reach to be able to get that done. And I think they were also Sakurai said he's worried. He was worried about uh, creating too much of a dividing of a dividing line between, you know, high level players and casual players in terms it would of have making changed
2: the flow three. of the game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but he says the reason they, they thought about it was because in general, the more experienced a smash player you are, the more time you spend in the air, you know, air combat Mm. and movement is such a big part of smash. So they were thinking about, you know, expanding what is possible to do in the air by adding air smash attacks.
0: Yeah. I, it would have been cool, but I could totally see it just really adding to the complexity. Um, man, I feel like, man, that would be devastating. On the other hand, it would be cool to have all the characters, even the legacy characters have a brand new move for the first time in a long time.
1: That's true. Right. Hmm. And we've talked before about how, you know, like when the next Smash game comes, you know, we've talked, we speculated about what that's going to look like. And it, 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 we always come back to retooling, you know, veteran, you know, characters like Samus, right? Metroid Dread. She has so much more she can do now that's not reflected in her current Smash moveset. So that, that seems to be a big, uh, you know, port of call, I think, for when the next Smash yeah. comes around. Mm. Yeah, and Ganondorf is still Captain Falcon.
2: <laughs>
0: right. He's becoming less and less Captain Falcon, and but...
2: He's become a little bit less. The sword is a nice addition. The yeah. sword is very nice. I,
0: I, I had a friend suggest, uh, and it made sense, like, why wasn't... Give Black Shadow uh, Ganondorf's moveset and then give Ganondorf his own unique moveset Mm especially you know especially now that we have the the echoes makes sense
2: it would make much more sense
1: so yeah in this interview he really goes into every single dlc character and kind of reflects on on ultimate's development as a whole but there are some really cool uh anecdotes here like uh for hero for example uh they they were originally not going to have hero call out the names of spells because that's they never did that in Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> what this translation here, Nintendo Everything says, what got us was how fun it is to scream frizz while you're casting it. <laughs> and we got oh, Yuji yeah. Horizon's blessing for the voice actors to say the names of the spells. And just, just lots of really cool little anecdotes like that. Um, Kaboom! Banjo, Banjo-Kazooie were apparently, uh, he doesn't say exactly how far underneath Sora they were on the fighter ballot, but mm-hmm. just the fact that he mentioned the fighter ballot at all I voted for Banjo they were, Kazooie. They placed pretty highly. Yeah, I think I I, th- I can't remember. Ex- I'm sure I did Sora at the time, but Banjo Kazooie were really high up there for me. Mm. And to, to have a Western character be to place that highly on the fighter ballot's it's really cool.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I I love this anecdote. Is like basically saying hey, it's the sim- the reveal of Banjo Kazooie had a se- similar setup to K. Rule, and it made me laugh. And he's like, it's really expensive to do those, <laughs> uh, and it's more of a test than we thought. So then he mentioned the fact that the price for our DLC for a fighter stage and tunes come to only 662 yen tax included is like doing that sales pitch. It's like, you know, (laughs) buy the DLC because this was really expensive to put together. (laughs) Yeah. Animation
2: Um, is expensive. That, That jiggy moment was really magical, honestly.
1: Also, I, I, this goes without saying, but I should have mentioned it. Uh, Nioxin uh, in our YouTube chat points out that the spells are only called out in the Japanese, in Japanese which that's true. I kind of figured it was implied, but yeah. I like that they did that. But yeah, thank you thinking for that about clarification, it, Nioxin.
2: I don't remember them calling out the spells, but yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's a shame that it couldn't be in every, you know, in every language. But given how traditional and, and close to their chest Dragon Quest is usually played, anyway, I'm not that mm. surprised.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's it's I funny mean, because it usually they have them vo- the characters, the characters in Dragon Quest talk more in English than they do in Japanese because I don't <laughs> Dragon Quest Eight I don't think had voice acting in Japanese until the 3DS release, mm. which this is that was the first time of any have voice acting. Like that?
2: With like the Switch version as well of uh, Dragon Quest uh, 11s something like that. Oh, that was with orchestrated music.
0: Orchestrated music. Yes, orchestrated music. music. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: What an addition. <laughs> this is wild. Uh, Sakurai says that uh, so he was responsible for the the plot of Sora, you know, the quote unquote plot of Sora's reveal trailer. Um, but he says that after reading through Disney's production guidelines, he wrote the whole. You know, plan for the trailer in an hour and a half. That is insane. Yeah, and it wasn't, he wasn't uh, refining something he already had in mind. He just put it together from scratch after reading Disney's, I would imagine, pretty strict production guidelines. He's like, okay, let's bang this out. Hour and a half later, he's, and what's interesting, he said he originally wanted Mario to swing around his own Keyblade. But according to Kingdom Hearts lore, only Keyblade wielders yeah. can wield the Keyblade. Mm-hmm. So, which is like 12. that's interesting.
0: Which yeah. is a lot of people are going to point it out. It's like, oh yeah, that's why he throws it. A, it's a Jack Sparrow situation or or a Leon mm-hmm. situation where you hold it for only a short amount of time. Also, exactly. uh, YouTube chat is confirming to us that Eleven didn't have Japanese voices until Eleven S. That is how oh, okay. traditional yeah. uh, Dragon yeah. Quest goes typically.
1: Dang. Crazy. Um, yeah, there's, it, it's a really just a lot of interesting kind of behind-the-scenes facts here. Apparently, Joker started development before Ultimate was out. They, they, Joker started yeah. development during the final you know, testing phases for Ultimate pre-release, which led to a lot of, I guess I hate to say, it, crunch. But it sounded like mm. development was very hectic in the, in the period of time leading up to Ultimate's release and Joker's development because he was being developed alongside final testing for the base game.
0: Hmm. Oh man. I <laughs> I was reading a bit more about the uh the characteristics of Steve. And he's, he says, let me share some backstory. In making the eight-player colors for Enderman, there, there was a problem of it disappearing into dark backgrounds. It had to be explained oh, to the people yeah. working on it that its poor visibility needed changing. From there, screenshots were taken with the caption, there's an Enderman somewhere in this picture. Try to find it. We went through levels <laughs> one, okay. three, five. I don't know how many times we quizzed each other. In the release version, we fixed this by adding a slight border around Enderman.
2: Oh, that's very clever very clever
0: mm. i it's oh, yeah. yes. fun little background elements go ahead, uh, go, ahead go ahead ash i was just
2: looking at the uh, the live audience chat like i like the the the, tro- the joker trailer was such a good surprise cuz mm. yeah. all we knew was that something persona was suddenly happening um and then like the flip of that envelope was magical and what's funny as well is that that was the one character i wanted at the time I got really lucky with the DLC because my the basically Stay. the only three choices I had were put in. That's awesome. <laughs> oh.
0: I, I didn't really have like, I mean, so many of my choices got picked so quickly. that I'm like, um, sh- yeah, like, sh- Shantae, and then get her. accepted uh, as a me costume, but it was still like, yeah, kind of. I'm eating so well that like this thing I completely denied even having a chance got in was you know Sora, so. Yeah
2: man yeah like what i i did want sora in smash 4 donald and goofy specifically but that was
0: never gonna happen no (laughs) right no i i've I've
1: gone on record about how lucky i've been because i got i got mega man at the very beginning of of smash 4 and that was like my number one dream fighter and then i got sora at the end of ultimate which is my number two so i like you flint and Derek. i mean we all really ate well with this dlc i think Mm -hmm. we all got very lucky um Mm -hmm. sora
2: was also a pick.
1: yeah yeah uh sakurai also goes into how he had to recreate every stage from scratch rework not recreate oh god rework every single stage from scratch just to accommodate steve uh because of the the mining mechanic and and, and positioning blocks and yeah he says we had to add something of an invisible grid from scratch since you shouldn't be able to cut an area off in a stage we plan for the blocks to be breakable from the start and rigorous debugging was done on the block adding aspect, so there was no skip terrain. And this is on 100 at the time, what, 113 stages yeah. or something? That's yeah. ridiculous. It's, it's
0: such an amount of work. Holy crap. Oh. Yeah. Also, it is interesting that uh, Sakurai does say that he's not sure the series could continue without him. Uh, right. He says, you know, mm-hmm. it's true for many series, but it's important to consider whether there's someone who would pick up where they left off if the original creator dies. I uh, mentioned mm-hmm. Creative GoGo thirteen passing away recently, and the conduct- production would continue, but the decision is likely different for something like Berserk, even though they're both manga. Um, mm-hmm. And he, the more it relies on its creator, it's more difficult to continue to exist. And he does not see it without him. He says, take just the fighter reveal videos. I don't think they would reach the same level of completeness if we subcontracted them out somewhere else. And there aren't staff anywhere who are saving all the Smash Brothers know-how in one place. I think it would be difficult to grasp the essence of various titles and integrate it all into a process. Nobody but me has even directed for the series or drafted a new fighter. I would have to think seriously about whether success would be even possible in someone else's hands given all of this. Like, somebody would have to truly impress Sakurai.
2: Yeah. And the the thing about it is, like, um, I don't think Nintendo would let Smash Bros. end ever. Mm -mm. So, it would be interesting to see how things would go in that eventual scenario.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we actually talked about this when we first covered the, you know, the the bits and pieces of this interview that came out, like the via Push Dustin's and Cody Nokolos' uh, translations on Twitter. Uh, we talked about how Sakurai was very uh, upfront and honest about the fact that he can't currently see a path forward for Smash where he's not involved. And he actually did also say that they did try someone. They didn't they yeah. say who it is, but mm-hmm. they, they tried. To have someone else lead the series, and it didn't work out very well. So I'm I'm so curious as to who that was. But either way, <laughs> I gotta agree. I, it's hard for me to imagine. I mean, Sakurai is obviously you know he's not going to be making games yeah. forever, and he's closer to the end than than the beginning of his career. Yeah. But it is so hard to see who could really be the be another steward of Smash, given Sakurai's yeah. very unique ap- uh, approach to developing games and his attention to detail. His uh, obsession with getting the feel of characters just right.
0: Um, Mm
1: -hmm. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm definitely saying that I think Smash is ultimately, ultimately, that was Mm -hmm. not intended, going to lose (laughs) something without Sakurai if and when he does depart the series.
2: It truly is his baby, honestly. Yeah, Um, and like, there's also something about like his attitude throughout like the development process and like the the things that are shown to us that like Mm -hmm. that could never be. Like replicated, I think.
0: Yeah, really. We mm-hmm. just need to clone Sakurai, and Sakurai needs to train him as yeah. his protege. <laughs> exactly.
1: exactly. <laughs> it's funny when, when talking about Pyra and Mithra. He's he's surprisingly uh, candid about the switch because he was talking about how difficult, to, you know, how close to the limit they got by having Pyra and Mithra, you know, playable, especially in eight-player Smash. And one of the reasons Rex didn't make the cut was because you know the game just couldn't handle having three char- th- a three-in-one character essentially. But he says it must be remembered that there aren't many games on the Nintendo, on the Nintendo Switch that maintain sixty FPS like Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah, to include Rex impressive. while maintaining sixty was terribly difficult. So mm. it's funny that he's just laying it out all all the line, saying, "Yeah, you know, hardware limitations, man. The Switch, there aren't that it's many true. sixty FPS games that look, <laughs> as especially try. that look as great as Smash he, does." So,
0: he, uh, yeah. I like how candid he is. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the thing that I, kind of attracts people to Sakurai. He just yeah. has the secrets, but he kind of lays it out there. Mm-hmm. So, hmm.
1: Yeah, there, there's a ton Years. of really interesting stuff in this interview, more than we could possibly go through in one show today. But there's a lot of really cool behind the scenes anecdotes.
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's uh man. It, it is really fascinating in that way. Um, but I guess let's go ahead and move on to our second story, uh, which you know, we had Banjo Kazooie. We should probably maybe talk about nice. their uh, their legacy. So let's bring that up. A ukulele sequel is in development. not something like ukulele in the possible layer in the impossible layer. No ukulele 2. And nice. It's actually brought about because um Tencent acquired a minority stake uh with in um platonic, and mm. because of that, they went ahead and confirmed that hey, we're working on ukulele too mm-hmm.
1: you know what I, I, I sense that I might be in the minority here, but I'm actually happy about this, and i I maintain that. Ukulele launched in a very rough state, and it should not yeah. have launched when it did. I, I reviewed the Xbox One version uh, for Game Explained back back in the GX days, and it was rough. But the Switch version, like after all the patches and after all the smoothing out the rough edges, <laughs> it's a good mm. game. Is it a great one? No, but it's a good game, I think. And I think it's after all those initial issues were smoothed out, I think it became a pretty good follow up to Banjo Kazooie. Nowhere near as good, but I don't think it deserves the the in, immense amount of shit that it gets it really no, it cleaned up its own act i think I, it's
2: typically the way like the way the internet reacts to a to something that is directly comparable to something that is beloved is like oh is it it does it have things that are not as good terrible terrible um <laughs> yeah um i do remember playing it uh and like i love banjo kazooie one I, I i i played it as a kid um, on my totally legitimate N sixty four. Um and <laughs> um, <laughs> um and I, I I loved it. But I think its main strength was thus that it was pretty condensed in many area. Um mm-hmm. uh and yeah, playing ukulele one, um just it was more spread out, um and it just it didn't indeed didn't quite feel finished when I first played it, and that was at launch date. Um, and I am curious to see what they could do with a second one, because they can definitely do good level design, seeing from the Impossible Lair.
1: Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, Impossible Lair was such an such a fantastic game, way better than I think any of us were expecting. After Ukulele, you know, the, the the original was fine, just not great. But Impossible Lair was like holy. Shit, what a jumping quality. <laughs> and if they can take that, if they can, you know, take whatever mojo they use to make Impossible Air as fantastic as it is, if they can somehow take that and transplant it back into the development of Ukulele 2 as, as the next 3D platform in the series, we could be looking at an amazing game. The the follow-up to Banjo kazooie that the first game was meant to be. That could actually happen if they can do whatever work for Impossible Air. Of course, it's a whole third dimension, it's a different genre. Mm-hmm. But,
0: but if I, they can ever, do it, maybe their 3D with design is really that, difficult. Yeah, maybe yeah. with Tencent they have a better budget for this sort of thing. And I feel like Platonic has been growing. Um like they are working on other games beyond this. Uh he uh they're they're basically they said, um we had a, we had an aspiration goal as well, which we wanna we this is um manager director, Gavin price saying this to game industry, um, where it's like, we wanted to have an aspiration goal as well, which was to make ukulele an IP that could appear on a major fast food chains, kids meal box. And, uh, mm. basically 10 cents. Like, yeah, we can help you with that. You can <laughs> try to work on that sort of thing. And all right. Sure.
1: <laughs> Along with <That's>, trouser.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah wow. Trouser snake. He's totally, yeah, yeah. totally viable.
1: Right. Uh, Young Ben Kenobi in our patron chat is saying, uh, "Got to be called ukulele. That that's almost Ooh. too perfect. That's yeah. almost that too is, perfect. That
0: is pretty good. I, I yeah. am one of those people who did not really enjoy ukulele. Uh, right. I just I, maybe it's because I played such an early version, but it just yeah the magic wasn't quite there." I just I couldn't
2: I, get past the first world, honestly. Um, I, I, sadly, I got the world sadly.
0: five, but by that point I was burnt out. It was like, <laughs> this is... I did get to the third world, but okay. I stopped. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> <just, laughs> <like, laughs> I just, just don't remember anything.
1: That was the height of the game for me, it was the third world. Because it reminded me a lot of uh, more closed world design, like uh, in Band of Like It reminded me a lot of Bubble Goop, bubble Gloop Swamp. Yes. From, and, that and was
0: probably that the it. best world. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, but, that didn't grab me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I, I feel like they probably uh, are willing to look at what worked, what didn't, and maybe even take in some take some cues from Impossible Layer. I hope so. Yeah.
1: yeah I hope yeah. so. And as Mister L points out in our YouTube chat, and I agree with this. And they say some made Mighty Number no. Nine comparisons, and, and that was very no. off the mark. I felt. I completely agree. Yeah. can yeah. while not great. Was a billion times better than it was playable.
0: Nine.
1: It was yeah. I mean, yeah. It was true I mean, number, exactly. It was true passionate. And Mighty number nine, the dash mechanic was cool. That was about the only thing in that game that felt good. And it was also was
0: broken. Awesome.
1: <laughs> but it was also broken. Yeah. Crying but, like uh, no, an I anime think fan on prom night. <laughs> oh, that'll never die. that nope. will never die. Nope. That but, is yeah, I, some I of the think, worst I marketing. Think those comparisons to Mighty number nine were a bit unfair. Ukulele, not great, but it wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I and mean, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this. I think, I think this could p- do pretty well. I, I think we're probably still a few years away from it because I I feel like yeah. this just went through, but yeah. I I do think this has a chance. Um, do you news. think they'll stick think with so. Capital B as the villain, or will they change villains? Because I'm not I still not, not mm-hmm. sure how I feel about Capital Capital B as the villain. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's that. I don't know. He's never really clicked with me as a villain
2: definitely doesn't capture the Gruntilda vibe. Gruntilda right. had something magical. The the always rhyming in the first game at least was so good.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um oh, Spicy Panda, I love that. I I kind of love that. Business Wasp, but they make him a like the wasp, like not like how do I put this and uh, hmm. white Anglo-Saxon Protestant thing that you know, they're, they're like mhm oh. yeah. It's <laughs> like uh, yes, this is uh, not to my standards. Just get away with it. Get away. Oh,
1: <laughs> I actually like Capital B. I think I think the main thing that, that Capital B has working against him is that straight up, he's not Grunty, right? Yeah. It's so hard to match Grunty that as a is... villain. She's just such a fantastic character. Yeah. And so I think, you know, Capital B just already kind of had that baseline, well, he's not Grunty thing working against him. But I kind of enjoyed, so I, I like his design. The bar was so high, but I do like his design. He's got some good quips. You know, he talks about hanging... Laylee up in his office, you know, like really some pretty dark stuff that they kind of hit in the same messed up things that Grunty would sometimes say. So, you know, I, I, I think they could stick with him as a villain. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him come back again.
0: Yeah, it's, it's possible. We'll, we'll see if what they can happens. Make it work. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Like I said, I have confidence in them. Like, I think they, they kind of have a better idea of what they want to do. So.
1: Oh, Bry Fluff mentions it in the Platonic Birthday video. They mentioned Capital B. I mean, given that he was the the central villain of of Impossible Air as well, I don't think they're going to move on from him. True, per, personally, and I agree with you, Derek. Like I said, given the, what we know, they're capable of with with Impossible Air. If they can take that mojo and infuse it into Ukulele Two or Tukulele, I think it could be great. Genuinely great.
2: Yeah. His like, brother Jeff Bezos.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, That's I want it. Mr. It, L, that's such a good idea. Oh, it's
2: awful, and I love it.
1: Yeah. Choosing chaos with that one, and I love it. Mm. That is so good. They, they would never do it, but that's actually they wouldn't really Having a good.
0: board of directors just <laughs> all parroting billionaires as bees. Oh, that's amazing. Or just other types of animals. Um, oh, man. I'm, I'm 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 sorry. I'm brainstorming. Like, what would Elon Musk's animal be? Elon. Oh God. Oh man. Elon Musk making him a dog. Uh,
1: <laughs> Mwapi Mulinga says B. Gates. What about B. Gates? B. Gates.
0: B. Elon Musk, of course. Frequent positron. Oh no. There we go. And Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs>
1: oh my god, there's so much they can oh. do with this. I know they won't,
2: but and that makes sense too, like with like sucking like the the honey from flowers,
1: well, honey, quote unquote. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. That's man, that is ripe for parody for them as villains. Yeah. Call <laughs> us. Lucky
1: Cat Gaming says, quoting B movie here. B Jesus. B Jesus. Scared the bejesus Jesus
0: out of me. Be-Gee-us.
1: Aaron Rules 380 Billionaires. Stop <laughs> billionaires. It. So yes. God, platonic. pay attention Ooh. to this this is these yeah. are gold
0: this Watch is amazing this. Oh, man. oh man
1: i it's, it's funny talking about this i'm i'm genuinely excited for this like it's not even something where i'm like yeah you know maybe we'll <laughs> wait and see i want to see them try their hand at, at a at a straight up sequel to like 3d yeah. platformer mm. give it another go i'm 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 happy about this in general it'll take yeah. a while not expecting it, they were getting the time rust
0: time. off, we'll say. It's yeah, like, okay, this is what I'm we, we think people want, and this. there you go.
1: And you know, Tencent, I know they're not the most, yeah, we've talked about Tencent, mm, not the yeah. most ethical company, but in this case, you know, them funding Platonic, may that yeah. might lead to a more polished ukulele, too. And I mean, we, we know they already fund like Platinum Games, for example, and they don't mess with them, they don't, you know, they don't mess with their, their creative process that we know of. So good. right, hopefully that's that holds true here for uh, you know platonic as well. Mm-hmm. I look forward yeah. to uh, Bayonetta three. By the way, that's just off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of platinum, yeah. Uh, oh, Fre- frequent positron. Good point. Frequent positron in our patron chat says ethical company is an oxymoron. Eh, yeah, true. fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, before we move on to the uh, next subject, we got a. $2 Super Chat from Flame Chan. Paper Mario versus Boom Sonic U. You choose. You, oh, you, choo- oh you, Boom, choose. you choose. You choose. Sonic, oh, you God. Choose. Boom uh, Sonic U. I'm like, we'll... Boom Sonic U. Boom Sonic. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: what for? Um, I guess a battle? Just like a, I think, general, like, It would who beat would up who? Fight Type thing. Oh.
2: Well, Paper Mario is paper thin. True. Right. Yeah.
0: I feel, I feel like Sonic just being have, 3D, actually having heft. It's, I mean, Sonic would probably beat Paper Mario. I think yeah. so.
1: Although Paper Mario is, is capable of some as pretty much as ridiculous Boom Sonic himself.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: As much as Boom Sonic is something I don't want to think about, um, <laughs> <laughs> I have to give it to him. <laughs> yeah,
0: he does. He's not as fast as normal Sonic. That's for sure. He never. That's looked, true. Yeah, He's, true. He he's a, not
1: as fast.
0: Yeah. And he's not as yeah. combat
1: focused either, right? Like I haven't watched every episode of Sonic Boom, the cartoon, but I've yeah. watched a lot of it. And <gasps> yeah, it's more it's humor focused than the game. But yeah, the games that's true. But the he cartoon is really good. He's not as yeah. fast in the games either. That's mm-hmm. true. In, in the Rise of Lyric, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be the Maverick here. Not no, I didn't mean to <laughs> mention, but I did. Oh God, did he's gone Maverick, buddy. Uh, I'm gonna be the Maverick here and say I think Paper Mario takes this. I actually think right. that Paper Mario would that's, take this. That, that's fair, that's fair. I don't really look at Boom Sonic as being, he's not nearly as fast or powerful as regular Sonic. No. non-Boom Sonic, so.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, most of his powers are not there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. 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 And we've seen uh, Paper Mario do some pretty wild stuff uh, th- throughout his games. I, I think, I'm gonna give it to Paper Mario. Alright, that's fair. Yeah. I think uh, I'm gonna
0: ask a question. Then uh, we, oh, you work go ahead.
2: Apparently uh from a super chat. Yes, super um, chat from Bongo um, Lover, oh yes. 5
0: Canadian dollars. Yeah. Go ahead, uh asking you if you drink Danuels, which is kind of an ongoing <laughs> thing for us. <laughs> what are uh, what are those? Uh they are drinkable yogurts. Okay. So um, little thing to know. Like, oh, from Denon? oh, uh
2: I don't think we have the we don't have those here in, in the Netherlands, but yeah. um yeah. Uh no, uh, I I do like yogurt. Um uh, so mm. I, I would say my
0: favorite flavor is peach. Ooh. I don't know if I've ever had, actually, no, I've had peach yogurt, but peach yeah, it, it's children's back. sugar yogurt and a drinkable thing that you sort of, I don't know. It's they, they try to set up like a smoothie type thing, but it's, it's kind of like really gogurt. Not. If you've
1: ever, if you ever heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. But th- this is something, this is like a running gag that Bongo lover has been so committed to. And it's, it's a fun uh, thing. Oh. It's become part yeah. of GBG lore because one time, we covered Bongo the Danimals monkey being added as a character in the Sonic <laughs> mobile game. And ever since then, Danimals oh. has been inextricably linked with our own history. It's been great. Who knew? <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And apparently, did you hear Dan Active is making a sequel to the game Bongo and Drums Reveal at the Game Awards? I don't... Dan Active? <laughs> I don't know what Dan Active is, but there you go. Maybe... I have no idea. I don't
1: know. Dan, Dan maybe it was just a... a do, like mm. a spell correct by it, maybe yeah. that could Actively, be
2: maybe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I look forward to the game rewards, uh, that'll be fun. I still that... need to vote for
1: those.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot that we can actually vote. Whoops, oh, yeah. well, there's a thing. Oh, right,
1: I did too, actually. Yeah, I mean, there's
0: just so little focus on the rewards themselves that, eh.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, uh, as far as we know, they'll just bring freaking
0: um, uh, Last of Us 2 back. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all right. we need. <laughs> All right, well, you know, we're flashing back to childhood thanks to Bongo. Let's continue that train back to the uh, our wonderful ch- childhood years and how we were all so hyped for Ocarina of Time to the fact, or to the point, that we need to relive its demo. Let's bring that up. I love this. So... Modders have recreated Ocarina of Time's Space World 97 demo. It is, it's not even a complete thing. Basically, all it is, is like, pick this section to check out this type of gameplay, click this section for this type of gameplay, and basically they just went through, thanks to the the, the big Nintendo Giga leak, and pieced it together and recreated this demo.
1: This is so cool. Like, mm-hmm. my, my only regret is that Steve isn't here to talk about this with us yeah. today because he and I both have the same kind of obsession with, like, pre-release early development Ocarina of Time assets. Uh, we were really active in that community back in the day, and seeing this, like, in a playable form just scratches a very unique itch I can't quite describe, but it's just so cool to see these very early Ocarina of Time assets in a playable form like this again. It's
2: so beautiful to see what modders can do with all these games. It's it's amazing. Um, and, like, and it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 love, I love it. I've not had a chance to watch the full video uh, yet, but the, the, the work going into it is really impressive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially three vertical slices of gameplay that, you, as you said, Derek, you can choose between. And, yeah, I'm watching it right now, l- watching Link beat up some uh, some early model Deku Babas. This is just so cool. Like, it's, yeah, I love, as I said, I love Ocarina of Time's early history. Really interesting stuff. And to see areas that never made it into the final game, like, seeing them playable, it's very cool.
2: Little moblins just walking around to fight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, no,
1: this is really neat stuff.
0: It's just, so, it's like... Weirdly familiar, yet so different looking yeah, at it.
1: Right. Right. Huh. Well, we'll have to bring this up on uh, on Friday with Steve anyway when he gets here and ask if he uh, <laughs> watched this because I know he's super into this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just saw the mini Moblins. That's weird to see them so small yeah. like that. That's Right? That feels right? wrong. <laughs>
2: and they're freely roaming. They're supposed to be in hallways.
0: <laughs> yeah. Blocking you. The The pose more...
2: It's amazing like, how
0: similar some of this is, but also how like obviously different other parts are like the caves and the, the castle. I don't know. This is, this is usually this is, I'm not too, you know, it's like, it's cool, but I don't really get too into it, but this is, I don't know, being able to kind of relive that hype of going to this trade show in 97 and seeing this in action, being like, Oh my God. Cause I'll oh, be yeah. honest, looking at it from that perspective, this looks incredible to go from Link to the Past and Link's Awakening to this. Right. Actually, I think mm-hmm. Link, I think Link's Awakening did that come out before this, or I think that came out after this. So yeah. Going from Link to the Past to this. Wait,
1: Link's Awakening came out before Ocarina. Did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I,
0: I so. couldn't remember. It's
1: well before Ocarina.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I
1: Yeah.
0: I I wasn't sure. 91. I couldn't remember. Because the Game Boy lasted forever, so
1: it no. did. It did. Yeah, Awakening was way before. Audrey, okay. Okay. Dude, oh, at, at our age, when you're as old as we are, it all, yeah. all tends to. Blend the nineties are all,
0: The nineties yeah. are only a few years apart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is wild, though. I'm I'm watching a pl- demo playthrough right now, and I'm seeing a super early version of Kakariko Village in the graveyard. And yeah. It's so wild how different it's it so barren it's so and cool.
0: open it's it basically it yeah. looks like a recreation of what it's it was like, in link to the past rather than this sort like of little, layered version
2: it's like yeah. a little lego village like yeah yeah you know, like on like this 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 big just flat like place mat with all those little knobs and you can put a house down and mm. <laughs> it's just like just that so, oh, as
1: you know, as the Faw 54 points out, Derek, maybe you're thinking about this, but Link's Awakening, as we were saying, was 93, way before Ocarina. But Deluxe, oh, yeah. Link's Awakening Deluxe came out in 98.
0: Oh, so, okay. That might be a Colored it. version. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Man, I didn't realize that was a five year gap between original and Deluxe. Holy crap. That's right? It's ridiculous.
1: Uh, Soulcaster, I'll get you a link to the video. I'll post a link to the video I'm talking about uh, in just a moment in chat. So, one moment.
0: Yeah. Uh, just as a little background uh, from all of this, uh, they said the creator said that this project aims to be a mostly accurate representation of the Space World '97 demo of Ocarina of Time. And mm-hmm. since the project uh, aims to restore an experience that was originally a demo, it cannot be completed from start to finish like the final game. Instead, three gameplay tours featured in the in the demo are available to choose from, each showcasing various unique flavors of gameplay. Uh, Hmm. Where they got this from, it's in early 2021, a 32 megabyte development cartridge of F-Zero X was discovered and dumped by Forest of Illusion, a well-known video game preservationist. Uh, F-Zero X is only a 16 megabyte game, so half of that 32 megabyte development cartridge should have went unused. As it would turn out, however, something was taking up the extra cartridge space at the end. Upon further inspection, exactly half of that prototype... yeah, exactly half of a 32 megabyte Ocarina of Time prototype dating back to 97 was discovered. It is likely that this cartridge originally held the Ocarina of Time demo showcased at Space World 97, but the first half was overwritten by F-Zero X afterwards when the development cartridge was reused. This extra mm. data, now dubbed the Overdumped, provided the basis for this project's conception. Additionally, the Giga Leak that occurred in mid-2020 provided both a significant amount of insight and assets that were used within this project. Area's dialogue and most textures come from the F-Zero F0 X Overdump, and the dialogue was translated from Japanese by Glitterberry and has been formatted so it will fit within text boxes when using the English font. And it attempts to be as faithful to the original dialogue. So, so that cool. is fascinating. I love that.
1: I love, I love the dedication of this community to to have put this together in in that way like just what dedication and it just speaks to the i mean obviously yes in general obviously Ocarina of Time had a massive impact impact on gaming but it really speaks to the impact it had on people's lives right on on people's own lives when they spend so much of their their own time recreating stuff like this and and making sure it survives the test of time and and uh you know keeping this stuff around maintaining it, maintaining it for years i love it
0: yeah I mean, it's it's akin to having an old VHS, that, a recordable VHS, and yeah. the second half of... I, I, I guess I kind of imagine this is how lost Doctor Who episodes are found, or <laughs> something or something right. like that. Right. It's, it's just, like, wild. Like, I didn't even think about, like, oh, yeah, we don't need this anymore. We've, we're we done with this demo. Need, no need to preserve? And eh, we'll just write over this piece of history. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Or... I guess original broadcast, like TV broadcast, of one-time-only things. I don't know, some, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So. No,
1: it is very much like that. It's it just it's maintaining so was... older media for future generations, and I love that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. Just, Flint, like, sorry, I didn't mean to cut it's, you off. No, it's, it's it's I just think about like it's it's so weird how like sometimes things are just kind of meant to be shown off once, and then yeah. even the developers themselves are like, yeah, we don't need this anymore. Um, though I think it's usually not actually the developer decision, usually more of a higher up decision, because um, mm-hmm. usually developers themselves have a passion for the thing that they've created. Um, right. But it's, it's really interesting, uh, and to have that dug up and recreated is something truly special. Also, my hand goes all over the place sometimes, don't mind that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it it kind of brings me back to when we were talking about uh, the, the Nintendo Giga League stuff and how... It's a shame that Nintendo don't feel as though they can, they can monetize this and, and put out official compilations of, of some of this un, unseen early development stuff. Like, I, Obviously, they're not going to make the Space World demo stuff ever playable in an official capacity. I don't mean that. But just people are so into this, right? People are so into the development history of Nintendo games in general and some of these really early assets, unused assets if they could just do an art book, we talked about this. If they did like an art book of just unused early development stuff, they could make a killing off something like that. It's completely. Or at least people who buy it will make a killing
0: off of showing it off on (laughs) on websites and channels. I think that might be more of the thing.
1: Uh, Yeah. yeah.
2: Web articles. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh goodness. But Yeah. Cool, cool piece of history, and oh. kind of building off that. Um, yeah, five fifty four with a five five Peruvian soul super chat. Thank you so much. Saying this early demo makes me remember about Ura Zelda for the sixty four uh, DD disc drive, uh, the scrapped <sighs> Ocarina of Time follow up, yeah. and how very little is known of its development. Didn't we? Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but did we kind of get the idea of that with Master Quest?
1: Well, apparently, but we don't Kinda? know
0: that. That's that's
1: their story. But oh, we don't okay. know. I mean, there were there were screenshots of Ura Zelda that I'm sure we could still find t- today if you just Googled it that showed different like Link areas that are not in Ocarina of Time. So, whatever Ura Zelda was, it did ultimately be. I think it was reworked into Master Quest. But that's not to say that it was always going to be Master Quest because there are hmm. screenshots of Ura Zelda where Link is. In areas that we, we've never seen before, hmm, in either Majora's oh. Mask or Ocarina of Time, and that's what's so fascinating about it.
2: Okay, I didn't know about that. Like that, they have like completely different areas, so they could have added a lot of stuff to this like new version. It's like with, like a kind of a final mix, basically, of the game with new stuff in it.
1: Possibly, yeah. We don't really know what the true you know intention for of Zelda was. Could we have
0: All got, we know actually is, gotten is that it the...
1: ultimately became?
2: Master and We got Majora's Mask. Mask instead. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. We maybe we, we could have gotten the Light Dungeon instead of just mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, here's my medallion. Yeah, yeah. the
1: Light Temple. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, I used to spend I, I used to spend a lot of my time as a as a young teen uh, on the Odyssey of Hyrule website just mm. researching and, and, and because I was one of those people who wanted to find the Triforce in Ocarina of Time. Oh. Right? So I used it, I used a, a game shark to like play beta versions of the quests. <laughs> you know, I, I got super into the weeds with Ocarina of Time beta content back when I was a kid and uh, Steve, Steve did too. Mm. And so this, that's kind of what we our angle is on all this. Like just seeing, it just brings us back to that very specific point in time where people were trying to find any sort of evidence at all of, the Unicorn Fountain, the Triforce, the Light Temple, right? Like, all that stuff that was never actually in the game. but El was real. (laughs) Yeah. That
0: was real. Yeah, really cool things. Uh, Ash provided links. Uh, Definitely check it out. Uh, Even if you just look it up, like, uh, Space World 97 demo, it should pop up pretty quick so you can check it out yourself and uh, get a piece of history. Very cool. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next story, which... uh, Boy, um, you wouldn't think it until you really, well, until you really think about it. But November 21st apparently is a hell of a release day. Let's bring that story up. Right. So um, November 21st is kind of the anniversary for games. As you can see here, (laughs) as it's brought up, um, a lot of stuff premiered on that day uh, from across various series. They're actually even missing a Link Between Worlds in this whole breakdown, but uh, just match that with Super Mario 3D World at this point because, Mm. yeah. Right. um, Just so, so much came on that day. 31 years for the SNES, F-Zero, and Mario World. 30 for Link to the Past. 29 for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. 28 for Aladdin SNES, and I guess Genesis. 26 for DKC 2. 24 for Diddy Kong Racing 23 for Occamate of Time, 22 for Gold, Pokemon Gold, God. 21 for Sin and Punishment. How? Apparently, the 21st is just the day to release games. Holy crap.
2: So many iconic titles from across the years. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, and, and as Cornflakes mentioned in our live audience chat, uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire were also the same uh, day as Smash, Smash Wii U. But Ruby and Sapphire are already there. So, you know, they Mm. they would be be there twice. But yeah, I mean, as we know, that November 21st date, that's that's long. It's historically been a very popular release day for Nintendo Mm. in particular. And obviously, not just Nintendo here. We see games like Lightning Returns, Bug Fables. But in general, Nintendo loves to release big games anywhere between like November 18th and 21st. And that's what this has rocked. Yeah. It's it's
0: it makes sense. This is
1: also the make us feel old uh news story. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Thirty years
1: ago, a leak to the past, twenty-six DKC two, that hurts. It hurts me to read this. It's, <laughs> yeah, just, it's like physically painful. It,
0: it is pretty brutal, I'll be honest.
1: <laughs> oh man, but I mean, talk about a, a li- what a list of just, you know, legendary games, right? Just seeing you know how lucky we've been to have such amazing games to look forward to every year on November 21st. I mean, geez, lightning returns. Wasn't great, but you know, the rest <laughs> <was> pretty great.
0: <laughs>
1: Iconic <laughs> for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I completely exactly. forgot that same came out the same day as Mario 3d world and link to the and link between worlds, man, that no wonder I got overshadowed. <laughs> Holy crap. Right? No. The and thing that gets can. me is
1: the thing that gets me is 20 years ago from Melee. Cause I still remember my dad taking me to, They did a a GameCube, uh, like a national tour, to like GameCube early demo events. And my dad took me to one in L.A. where they had games like Luigi's Mansion and Melee playable. And that was like my first time playing Melee. And I still remember being there, being blown away by the visuals, thinking, oh, my God, this is such a jump over Smash 64 and being so excited. And that was 20, Hmm. well, more than 20 years ago. But...
0: By a few Jeez, days, man. yeah. <laughs> the GameCube I, yeah. was a giant
2: jump from the N64 with what they could do with, like, with, like yeah, textures and, and effects, and it was crazy.
1: It's yeah. just wild that I, I remember like it was yesterday going with my dad to that early GameCube demo event, and just I can't believe that was that that was a few months before the GameCube GameCube came out. So it was 20 years ago in a few months, but it's amazing how fast time flies. Jeez. <laughs>
0: I've picked that's up wild. most of these games, too. That's the crazy thing.
1: Same. Yeah.
0: I, I, I don't know what it, it is. pretty but much all of them here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm missing, like, Pokemon Coliseum and Bug Fables, but I, I think that's pretty much it.
1: Mm. God, 11 years ago, Donkey Kong Country Returns? How
0: is that game I know, a right? decade old? I, I remember Jeez. going to preview events for that. Yep. yep. That's... Oh, oh God, God, I'm turning to dust. <laughs> yeah just mr stark fade away i don't feel so good i really don't feel good
1: you know it's, it's it's also wild to think that that tropical freeze is over seven years old now right how is that possible How is that? and that, that even... also means that it's been I mean, seven it years since game. metro
0: that, since retro released anything
1: Jeez, that's true. You know, Star Fox GP never turned out to be a thing. I wanted yeah. that to be real, damn it. I, I know, wanted right? it to be real so badly. Oh, come on. Oh, I wanted it to be real. Maybe it was. Who knows? Mm, we'll never know. Could have been. It, yeah. You,
0: you never know. But, yeah.
1: But this is man, what, what a what a list to look at and just, man, time flies.
0: Seriously. Uh, not a huge story or anything like that, but it's just one of those things like somebody pointed out, I'm like, my God. <laughs> Yeah. We'll have to remember not to talk about this next year because it's just going to be this list again, plus one more.
1: <laughs> just plus one more. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We can talk about this every not year. It's like, right oh, now. hey,
0: we're this much older. Right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um. But yeah, a neat little thing. And you know what else is neat? Chronochigger. You know what else is neat <sighs> beyond that? Jazz. You know what's Jazz. really weird? When you combine the two for some reason. Let's bring that up. I
1: can't wait for mm. this.
0: So Square Enix is releasing a jazz album of Chrono Trigger music, which on one hand is like,
1: what? Hell yeah.
0: On the other hand, is like, you know, I'm intrigued. Fuck yeah. <laughs>
1: Dude, sign me up. We're, I'm so, I mean, you guys know Chrono Trigger is my favorite game of all time. I'm obsessed with mm. video game music. I love jazz. This is perfect. On the other hand, Square, if you're willing to recognize that chrono trigger exists it's a thing that is in your stable of games why is this the only thing you're doing with it this is awesome (laughs) and i want this but why are you not doing anything else with that game or with that franchise like ah it's so frustrating as excited as i am for this it's just oh just port the damn game to switch Free money,
0: <laughs> yeah. Free money! Honestly. And once again, no love for freaking Chrono Cross. I feel yeah, worse for Chrono Cross. Cross. Chrono Cross never gets yeah.
2: acknowledged. I still need to play Chrono Cross. You should. I I should. Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Is... I played for the first Fantastic. time ever last year. Um, oh wow! And it was yeah. So I I got in. I got onto the Chrono Trigger train very late, but it was amazing. Like honestly, it immediately jumped to like one of my favorite RPGs, and mm-hmm. I'm I love RPGs. So, yeah, it's a good gateway for that. Oh, absolutely, and the and the music is top notch. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. I uh, and they're including
1: a bunch of my favorite songs in the track list. Oh yeah, peaceful days, frogs theme, battle with Magus, scholars theme, outskirts of time, world revolution. Mm, Excited for this!
0: I'm so (laughs) hyped for this. It is. it's going to be a fun time. I really do want to hear these renditions or me too, you know, Hey, new theater rhythm with this included, you know, these, these renditions included. (laughs) that'd be fun.
1: Oh, new theater rhythm. (sighs) Oh, I've been saying that bring theater rhythm to switch port curtain call port all-star carnival, make a new game. I don't care, but just melody of memory is so good Mm -hmm. and I I can't get enough of it, but I also just want straight up theater theater rhythm yeah that's yeah. a good start it's a
2: really good start yeah
1: yeah it's a great game but i just you know and and as derek knows i bought every single dlc song in theater rhythm Curtain <laughs> call a hundred bucks a hundred bucks i threw i threw toward that damn game for, for how but many I don't songs I'm,
0: I'm, for
1: 100 songs
0: okay you know what yeah okay. that's, that's not terrible
1: yeah so. no, that's that's a lot of songs I've never spent that much money on any other games DLC, but you know what? I don't regret it. They were all really fun to play. I played every single song and I'd do it again on Switch. I'm just saying Square, because I know you watch this show three days a week. Obviously, what else would you be watching right now, Square? But come on, (laughs) come on, Theater Rhythm theater on (laughs) Switch. Make it happen. Um, But no, I I just like, as I said, as excited as I am about this soundtrack, and I'm, I'm glad that they remember Chrono Trigger is a thing that they made. Do something with it. Like imagine, I mean, we've been uh, hearing the soundtrack for the Pixel Remaster versions of Final Fantasy, right? They've been Mm. up on YouTube. Yes. matsu has been doing a great job with these rearrangements. Imagine if they did a a Pixel Remaster version of Chrono Trigger that isn't just on Steam and and iOS and Android, where they actually got Mitsuda to come back and and rearrange the original music. Oh, Mm. God. It's it's almost too much to think about how hype that would be. I don't know if I could, you know, I might explode if I think about it too much more because that would just be so hype.
0: I I mean I've been saying for a while I'd love to see Chrono Trigger remade in the in this style of Dragon Quest 11 and that'd be oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be
1: uh amazing. And that that would work so well too given the you know, the Toriana how we the the proof of concept is Dragon Quest 11, Toriyama's art style and character designs in a 3D environment.
0: Those we know they work
1: so great. It they works work very well. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'd be oh, this is painful.
0: So good, and you know it's it's it, corner trigger is one of those games you can just offer up to most people and be like, and they they can get into it. And Amy is, yeah. you know, we've recorded all the episodes, but she's finished the game and she loved it. She got really into it. Nice. So, um, I don't know. It's just one of those games that it's so easy to love uh, because it is. It's so tightly paced until the very end where it's like okay you can open up and do a bunch of side quests now if you want
2: yeah the pacing is fantastic it's it's honestly such a well-designed game and that it just it's it holds the test of time Mm -hmm. Um, nice yeah Ah. yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) um mike mike in our youtube chat points out didn't chrono cross get an orchestra concert a few years ago i believe so they might i don't know off the top of my head but i i know chrono cross has gotten a little love but as Derek said, not nearly as much as Trigger. And it, it, Protocross it needs is a, a great game in its own If way. it
0: got a remaster or a, you know, re-release in the same vein as, you know, 7, 9, maybe even 8. Uh, God, it would look so good.
1: Yep. It really, Man. it really, really, really would. But uh, yeah, I'm just glad they're doing this. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear the renditions, but just... Love of God squared. Do something with this series. Yeah. Please.
0: I, as, uh, please Ellen Doran, the patron chat points out, uh, Chrono Cross, Cross remaster is on the NVIDIA GeForce leak list. I was going to bring that up. That's a good point. Please. Yeah. Yeah. I wa- yeah, that,
1: I, that and Final Fantasy Tactics remaster are both on that NVIDIA and FF9 ooh, remake.
0: Yeah. Literally. So I kind of it for myself because I've beaten Chrono Cross, but I also haven't beaten Chrono Cross. Um, because, well, you've played it, Ash. You know the gimmick with the final boss, right? Oh, yeah. I sure never too. pulled off the gimmick. I got frustrated and just did it normally. I was like, oh, screw it. I just, and it never came back to it. So I've never seen gotcha. the true ending of the game. Oh, okay. I feel like I Chrono, could probably I, I think, do it now, but I got I was getting really frustrated.
1: Chrono Cross, I think, is just highly misunderstood. It, it, it's a great game. I think it, it, it flounders a bit or falters a bit as a sequel to Chrono Trigger because the, the sequel stuff doesn't really start coming in into the second half of the game before then it's like, okay, this is a cool game in its own right, but it's not a great Chrono Trigger sequel. You have to really be patient and willing to really play deep, deeply into the game to get to the Mm -hmm. really meaty Chrono Trigger stuff. Uh, So I don't, I don't think it's a very good, uh, it's not very well paced. It certainly has flaws. It's not very well paced as a sequel to Chrono Trigger, but as a game it's in itself, it's just great. And the sequel stuff does eventually come. And when it does, it just hits you like a train and doesn't stop until the very end. It's great.
0: Yeah, I, I shall be able to answer this. What came out first? Final Fantasy Chronicles or um, Chrono Cross?
1: Oh, geez. Mm-hmm. I have to look. Because I can't think... remember if I
0: played Trigger or Cross first, and I think it all depends on which of those games released first. Because I might have played Cross first.
1: So Chronicles came out in 2001 and Cross came out in 2000. So Oh, wow.
0: So, so yeah Cross I out, completely forgot you know, this but apparently yeah. I played Cross first.
1: So oh I, that would have been uh, So i been really I I probably Cross understood very
0: little of what was going on in uh yeah. the end there. So I I should replay oh. that at some point.
1: Yeah, Cross was 1999 in Japan and 2000 in in uh, North America. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was slightly before corner Trigger and you yeah, you must have been incredibly <laughs> confused.
0: Story-wise. Like I picked up on something. So we yeah, playing trigger later, but it's was like, you know, mm-hmm. not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to say how good trigger is, I played the PS one version and still really enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> yeah. The fact that you were able to play objectively, easily the worst version and still love it that much. says everything about chrono triggers quality. Although I don't know if our, uh, if our audience member, Samurai Don agrees choosing violence here in the YouTube chat, saying chrono board with two sleepy, sleeping emoji. Ouch! I'm physically wounded, man. Play Chrono Trigger; it's great. It's I don't great. know the
0: the jazz the jazz soundtrack like might just be soothing enough it. to put you to sleep.
1: <laughs> yeah, who knows? Exactly,
2: right? But it's interesting because Chrono Trigger is like one of the most active RPG systems, um, like playing directly into the field. So, yeah, I don't know. Sounds like a thing of like not being quite into RPGs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. th- not no, every no, game no. for every person, and that is fine. That exactly. Is fine.
1: Ouch, though. Our very own community member co-signing with uh, Samurai Don on that. Rob Arman X also choosing violence, saying Samurai Don gets it. I don't know. I I might have to leave early, you guys. I'm I'm getting a little sad here. All this Chrono Trigger hate.
0: Fortunately, fortunately, we're almost done. (laughs) So we should probably go ahead and bring this all to a close. And, uh, yeah, that's all of our news stories for today. Some light stuff, some fun stuff. We'll see how it all goes as, as things develop. But yeah, yes. thank you all so much for being here. And uh, Flint, where can everybody find you at?
2: Oh, hi. Uh, yeah, I'm Feathered Flint. I'm a bird who plays games on the internet. You can find me uh, at uh, either twitch.tv slash Feathered or you can just go to burb.live, and you'll be able to get to the Twitch page directly.
0: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. definitely check them out. Awesome. Fun, fun streams. You're very close to hitting partners, so any Kind of extra yeah. support there,
1: good luck! Um, Aww, I thank, you. thank you,
0: would yeah. be great help because oh, that that push to partner is rough, <laughs> I think. It and I is, think Brandon and is. Daniel are going through that right now in GVRK, like they're really close, but uh, I've
2: eased off it a little especially since like the goal post has been slightly moved. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm I'm even like it's a bit nicer being able to just kind of not care about it as much anymore, but yeah, the, the past few months. They've been really stressful um, surrounding mm-hmm. that because you're always you have to look at your statistics and that's the worst thing. Yeah, you, uh,
0: I, I, it was the biggest right. relief not having to look at my statistics anymore. It's like, oh, cool, I can just play <laughs> and enjoy and let people have fun.
1: Thank God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Much, uh, by the
1: way, Derek, before we head out, I wanna I wanna congratulate you, man. You you ran a great episode of TNT today. a Pet was on screen the Chiron. So, you know, hats off to you. Like I said, this is progress.
0: Yeah. A a bit things, a few things here and there that are like, all right, need to have that fixed for next time. So I can not have the Chiron on at all times, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, It's, it's, it's getting there, but Hey, you know what? Let's check out another uh, portion of this whole uh, TNT thing and see how the credits work. And because (laughs) (laughs) As always, we have to thank you, patrons, uh, just for supporting us all throughout this. Everybody that watches, really, just thank you all. Thank you to the patrons for supporting us, helping us, being patient with us as we get all all our setups on um, point together and all set up. Uh, It really is appreciated. But an extra special. There's so many buttons, you have no idea. Oh, I <laughs> believe yeah, you, man. There is, it's crazy. Um, okay, uh, I think we we should be good. Okay, yeah, sorry, I clicked the wrong thing. That's why the audio was gone for a short bit. Sorry about that. But, yes, a special thank you to all of our patrons, big and small. It really does mean the world to us that uh, you are here and supporting us. But, uh, of course, an extra special thank you to our Uh, patrons at the producer level. It really does mean a lot that you're here and supporting us. And uh, the show just couldn't be done without all of you. It really, Oh, I can't thank you enough. And again, your patience with me
1: so much. Yeah. And I say that while I'm dancing. So I mean it even more.
0: So get that, get that, get that (laughs) dance moving Ash, because here come the executive producers, an extra big, super big special. Thank you to the executive producers, which include Brandon Bovia, Rob Rman X, Fangs, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Octo Puppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Romsky113, Critter XD, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Pagrima, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, uh, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orem M, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Killamox, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Deenith, Coda, Sci-Fi Lullabies, Michael Bacall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hoobie, Too Much Spaghetti. Mega Conrad, Ascaron 809, Rioner, Ditto M. Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Nathan Steele, Spicy Panda, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Rosa Bowling, Hey Steve's Mom. Hey, Co- mom. <laughs> uh, Kotar Peck, Scuff 196, Kane Woolly, Skull Kid Tiger, Dark Steel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, uh, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Town Darling, <laughs> Dinner Sonic, Derek, Jeff Ed, Twilord, Maddie, Stag Nasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Keel, Santi the Person, Brendan Hess, uh, Hustle Bun, Nota, Nota, <laughs> ah, Noah Fitterer, sorry about that Noah, <laughs> Rhizomon, Calvin Atkinson, Tiffany Thomas, Hinaru77, and Jessica Toad. Thank you all so, Thank you so much you for that support. Much. It really does mean a lot. And it, again, because it couldn't be done without all of you. And remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can get access to our exclusive post-show and ad-free content for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching, and if you liked this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. So until next time, good night and good vibes.